Good morning, traders. Welcome to today's Outlier Live, where we cover the biggest news stories of the day and what the AI trading data has to say about it. On today's uh, on today's video, we got two big stories. First, as Warren Buffett Warren Buffett Warren Buffett is sitting on buttloads of cash right now, and you and I both know he wouldn't be doing that if he thought the economy was great out there. And the second story of the day is get ready for even more lies coming out on Bidenomics. Tune in for all that and more on today's Outlier Live. All right, first story of the day. Warren Buffett sits tight on cash as Berkshire investments take a hit. Now, to me, what this reads is Warren Buffett is sitting on buttloads of cash because he knows that there is some major trouble going on in the economy right now. And just think about it, right? He's he's attributed as the greatest investor of all time. But if he's the greatest investor of all time, why is he sitting on $150 billion in cash? Wouldn't he be putting that to work if he thought that he was going to be, be making a bigger return than just cash, right? Think of it logically, right? If Warren Buffett really thought that the economy was great, if Warren Buffett really thought everything was awesome, the economy's growing, um, the job numbers are fantastic, credit card debt is at all-time highs because people are so excited to go spend money. Let's think about that. Do you really think that he would be sitting on one or $157 billion in cash? Ain't no way. Hey, thanks for tuning in live this morning. I appreciate it. So let's take a look at this story and let's see what it says, right? Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway posted a 12.8 billion dollar loss as the company's portfolio underperformed. And that underscore by the billionaire's unwillingness to spend on new investments while he's sitting on 157 billion dollars in cash. This is exactly what I'm saying here. His investments are tanking, right? And he's saying I'm not buying anything right now. In fact, uh, the article goes on to say that he has sold more stock than he's bought. Dude sees the writing on the wall. And people want to attribute Warren Buffett as being the greatest investor of all time. And when he makes moves like this, it becomes headline news. And it should be to you. You should understand that if Warren Buffett is going to cash, if the longest term investor where he's basically got the mindset of, I'm going to hold this for 50 years and I'm going to make money. If that kind of investor is going to cash right now, why in the world are you thinking things are better out there? That's it just makes common sense to me, right? Uh, the company's third quarter loss dwarfs the one reported the same time last year where he lost $2.8 billion. So last year he lost $2.8 billion. This year he lost $12 billion. Dude is not looking so hot right now. And Apple... It's one of the most significant holdings accounting for nearly half of Berkshire's value. Dropped by $25 a share and uh, after it peaked in, at $196 in July. Everything is not looking hunky-dory, right? The company's core operations draw from insurance companies and other properties acquired over the year, like Geico. And it's rebounded. Uh, reporting losses in last six straight quarters before 2023. And this year, the insurance company achieved a $700 million underwriting profit. Now, uh, 
Real quick, my name is Christopher Ewell, and if you're just tuning in, we cover the biggest headlines of the day and what the AI trading data says about it too. And if you're interested in that, be sure to definitely hit the subscribe button down below. And start trading with AI today. Head to ovtlyr.com to see why outliers win. Now, I don't know about you, but insurance is one of those sticking points to me. So I've actually worked at two insurance companies in the past, uh, State Farm and Union Standard Insurance Company. That's a commercial insurance uh, company in Dallas. And uh, working at State Farm, I was working in an agent's office while I was going to grad school. You know, it was a sales job. It wasn't what I wanted to do with my life. Uh, but it, it gave me opportunity to, to, to learn about the insurance industry. I don't know about you, but every time I've looked at insurance over the last year or so, it's been going up and up and up. And let me tell you an ugly story that I had to deal with. Thankfully, no claims. But in April, my house was uh, due to renew. And of course, I got the renewal and it went up like 30% or so. So I called call up the agent and she's like, yeah, that's the best we got right now. Um, you're just going to have to take it. And I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. So I'm shopping around. And of the course of shopping around, I find out that Costco actually has uh, an insurance arm of si inside of their business. And I had no idea of this. So I was really excited about it. And I, I got a line and uh, fill out all the information and then... Um, Costco comes back and they're like, okay, we're going to get you auto, home, and umbrella, all good to go. It was saving a little bit of money, not all that much overall, but I was like, okay, I'll just go with that. And um, then they send out one of their representatives to come inspect my home. Now, I've never had my home inspected. Usually, uh, every insurance I've ever had in the past, they're just like, here's your here's your policy, Here, give us a premium, right? So they come out and inspect my home. And uh, a couple weeks later, I get a notice in the mail, it says your premium has doubled. And I'm like why did my premium double? So I call them up and I'm like, so the home value that you're insuring didn't double. The policy hasn't doubled, but the premium has doubled. And they're like, yeah. Um, when we came out and we saw that your house, uh, we assigned it as a high value home. So the, the premiums double when you have high value homes. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Something this doesn't add up here, right? This doesn't add up. Are you telling me that my house that you're insuring, the value of the house has not changed. The value of the dwelling on the policy has not changed. But my premium has changed. Because you came out and judged me and said, dude must have a lot of money. We're gonna extra we're gonna we're gonna double his premium because clearly Duke can afford if he lives in a nice house this nice. So whatever you do, do not buy Geico or I'm sorry, do not buy Costco insurance. Sorry, Costco. Not only did you lose a customer, you're gonna lose every single person that hears this video. But listen, that's the game they're playing right now. They're jacking up prices everywhere. Oh, and when I went back to the agent, of course, it cost more. <laughs> Instead of the 30% from the year prior, it was a, you know an additional 10% on top of that. And I'm like, son of a bee. That's what I get, right? That's what I get. So yeah, companies like Geico are raking it in because all they got to do is push a couple buttons. They make more money. Easy as that. So I, uh, I'm not a huge, huge... Uh, while I have worked at insurance companies, I don't love what they do. Not at all. I love it when they, when they uh, pay for your claim, but I don't love how they can jack up prices like that. Geico cited higher premiums as a result of increased car prices. Well, I understand that because that's just the fact. And a decrease in collision claims. So people are driving less because a lot of people are working from home. So that makes sense too, right? But what they're saying is we're going to jack up the price on the premiums. But we also know people are driving less, so we get to keep even more. Uh, and its advertising budget was a factor in driving its fortunes. And that's helped boost Berkshire Hathaway. Uh, Berkshire sold $5.3 billion 
more in stocks than it bought. So that's also uh, helping boost their cash stockpile. Uh, increase your deductible and it will lower your premium. Yeah, listen, I've had five hundred deduct. I've had five hundred dollar deductibles forever, and I was like, if I'm even going to come close to what my premium was, I got to bump it up to a thousand. I mean, I got it, so I'm not worried about it. It's just the fact that it's like. What a pain in the backside, right? What a pain in the backside out there. So let's go see what the AI trading data actually says about Warren Buffett's company, Berkshire Hathaway. So we're looking at Berkshire B. This is the one that's relatively affordable. It's about $350 a share right now instead of Berkshire A, which is like half a million dollars a share. <laughs> so looking at Berkshire B, we actually got a sell signal today. As in, as I'm recording this right now, there is a buy signal today for Berkshire Hathaway. And in fact, if you follow these signal returns, it would have generated an 81.75% return historically. So if you're interested in getting your hands on these returns and being one of the first people to know when these trading signals come through, head to ovtlyr.com to see why outliers win. Now let's go see what the internet is saying about this, right? Berkshire Hathaway reported a $13 billion loss as the uh, value of their investments fell. Uh, dude's got $157 billion on hand. He'll be okay. <laughs> I agree with that. I agree with that. But keep that in mind, right? $157 billion on hand and he lost $13 billion. Uh, that's nearly 10%. Uh, so he had a 10% loss in the quarter. In the quarter. Not over the year. In the one quarter. That's not so great, right? Uh, let's see what else it says out here. Not surprising here. I mean, what was trending in the 50s isn't really what's trending these days. All right, we talked about that earlier. Warren Buffett's the kind of guy that's like, I'm going to buy something, hold it for 50 years. This person says here, uh, that may not be the best uh, investment strategy going forward these days. So let us know what you think down below. Hit the like button to share this with more people. And let us know, what do you think? Do you think Warren Buffett is on the right track? Or is he way off course with what's going on out in the marketplace? Ready for even more lies with Bidenomics. Man, I hate this. I hate these stories. I hate them so much. Every time that these job numbers come out, every time that these um, economic numbers come out, every, every time anything goes on in Bidenomics, they're lying to you. And I hate to say it, but it's so true because it is almost like clockwork. As soon as they when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply release the numbers they release the prior months uh, adjustments the prior months um uh actual numbers and it's always worse i don't know how these people can legally have a job anymore when they are consistently telling us one number and then revising the number more pessimistically speaking when nobody's watching when no one's looking they're going to tell you what the actual number is this isn't china right we can't trust the numbers that come out of China because China will write down whatever numbers they want and then just tell you, hey, our economy's doing awesome. Hey, nobody's dying from any viruses out here. Hey, all, everything's great in China. That's what the Bidenomics have been doing these days. Hey, job growth is, uh, is slowing down. But for some reason, that's better, right? U.S. job growth cools in October to 150,000 while unemployment unexpectedly rises. This 
makes sense to me because there's so many less people trying to enter the workforce. There's so many less people who are this or who are trying to even get a job out there. There's so many more people who are saying, I can't do it. Why even have a job? I'm just going to go live with my parents, right? My parents have a house that's paid off. My parents still have good jobs that pay good money. My parents are all set, but me, I'm struggling. I can't find jobs. The wages aren't keeping up with inflation. The wages aren't keeping up with housing. What am I going to do? And so people are bailing. People are absolutely bailing in this economy. The economy tanks. We'll have cash to buy the dip. War is everywhere right now. I know we're not even talking about war in this, but that's the case too. Everything is going belly up. Everything is not looking so hot out there. But the Bidenomics, they'll tell you this is the greatest economy of all time. U.S. job growth slowed more than expected in October, a sign the labor market's finally softening in the face of higher interest rates, stubborn inflation, and other economic uncertainties. Raising rates on its own doesn't necessarily cause uh, unemployment. But raising rates does have a, uh, uh, a lingering effect, which eventually causes the unemployment. And this is what we're starting to see. They've been raising rates for a while now. Now the headwinds of the raising rates is coming back and causing the issue. Now let's break down why. So if you think about it real quick, when inflation shows up, let's say if you're if you're a manufacturing plant selling chicken at $3 a pound and then inflation shows up, so you're starting to raise it up to three, four, five dollars a pound, and then people can't afford the chicken anymore because it's now priced out of uh, of their pocketbooks, out of their grocery carts, what are you going to do? You're, ha- you're going to have to lower the price, right? Now, if you start lowering the price of your chicken, let's say you've gone from $5 down back to $4, but you just hired everybody with the expectation of getting $5 a pound for every chicken you produce, you're going to have to start laying off people. You're going to have to start laying off those workers because you no longer are having that income. You just cut your income maybe 10, 20, 30% just to keep customers. So now you have to start laying off employees. That's what we're talking about here. That's how it eventually trickles down. But it says employers added 150,000 jobs in October, uh, but it missed the 180,000 jobs that were forecast. Doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise me at all. Where? Tell me in the comments, where are you actually seeing job growth? Where are you going out and you're seeing all of these open positions? Where is the job growth that they're talking about here? I don't know. But looking at this chart, they would have you, uh, th- they would let you know that, listen, um, non-farm payrolls, everything is great, right? Everything's looking awesome. But let's keep in mind that um, this is this is non-farm payroll. So this is like actual number of people that are employed as it's going down and down and down and down. Yeah, we got a huge, huge problem right here. The number also contained a steep downward revision to job growth at the end of the summer. Gains for August and September were revised down by a total of 101,000 jobs. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. So you're telling me that the revision, the revision down was nearly as much as what they're saying was added in October. Doesn't that just smell a little bit of fishy right there, right? The revision in job numbers down is nearly equal to the amount of growth that we had in just the one month in October. Huh. Call me a skeptic. Call me a conspiracy theorist. But call the truth. And that they're revising down the numbers 
and playing games to try and to try and keep you thinking everything's all good out there. Well, we know that's not at all the truth. Gig work. That's the only job that's growing right now is what it seems like. Hey, if you're just tuning in, my name is Christopher Yule. We cover the biggest headlines of the day and what the AI trading data says about it. And if you're interested in that too, be sure to definitely hit the subscribe button down below and start trading with AI today. Head to OVTLYR.com to see why outliers win. Now let's keep on going with the article here, right? Uh, the Federal Reserve has signaled it's closely watching the report for evidence of labor market cooling after more than a year of interest rate hikes. Uh, let's keep on going here. My highlighters weren't there. Are oh, there? There. Uh, and another welcome sign. The Fed, uh, another welcome sign for the Fed. Average hourly earnings increased 0.2 percent, and it remains up 4 percent from one time from the same time a year ago. I nearly pulled my hair out looking at this. Right, I didn't want to take off my World Series champion Texas Rangers baseball hat, but I nearly pulled my hair out reading that because I'm looking at this and they're saying, "Hey, this is great news." Um, wages increased 0.2% for the month. What? 0.2%. Let's do a little math real quick. Let's do just a little bit of math real quick. So, so let's say that your, um, earnings for the month were a hundred bucks, right? A hundred bucks. Now let's say that your, your wages went up 0.2%. So, um, you would multiply that by 0. Uh, 0. 0. 0. 0. 0.02%. That's 0.02%. Or 0.2%. Let me go back one. 0.2%. So you made an extra 20 cents. Are you freaking kidding me right now? You made an extra 20 cents on your paycheck this month. And they're excited about that? You made an extra 20 cents on your paycheck? That doesn't even cover the cost for extra cheese on a cheeseburger. Give me a break. The overall weakening employment demand and wage growth supports our view that the Fed is done raising rates for this cycle. Well, I sure hope so. I sure hope so. Because we got all kinds of issues out there. And if, that, if the Fed continues to raise rate, I mean, you might get a whole 21 cents on your next paycheck. If you get a paycheck. Because what the numbers are showing are that they're revising the numbers down just as fast as they're saying that they're going up. That, to me, smells like the biggest lie out there right now. So let me know in the comments down below, what are you seeing out there? I would really, really love your opinion on this. But let's take a look at what the AI trading data says about it. We're talking about ADP, the, the payroll processor that we're all familiar with. We actually got a sell signal on ADP on October 23rd. Maybe it has to do with the fact there's there's <laughs> the government statistics are getting adjusted down and down and down. And just as fast as we're growing jobs, we're actually not. And we're, we're just breaking even, if that. Now, if you follow these signal returns, you'd see a 72.42% historically speaking on the outlier data. So if you're interested in getting these AI trading signals and being one of the first people out there that get these data every single day, head to OVTLYR.com to see why outliers win. Now let's go take a look at what the internet's saying about this, right? Uh, let's scroll up to the top here. The U.S. economy adds 150,000 jobs in October, but it's below the expectation of 180,000. The unemployment rate rose to 39 that's above expectations of 3.8. Maybe some of them should be going into AI and robotics, right? This means the U.S. economy has now added jobs for 34 consecutive months. If they really have. If they really have. Is the labor market finally beginning to see some weakness? Dude, the labor market is freaking broke. Bidenomics is lying to you in the face trying to tell you that things are good. It's just not the truth, right? 
And then we got not Jerome Powell saying, hey, listen, bro, it's just weakness. It, it's There's no weakness out there. It's just a little mishap. <laughs> there's no weakness out there. Everything's fine. Uh, 50,000 of these jobs are new government jobs. And uh, that that's going to be revised to 80,000 next month. Who knows, right? We're going to continue to revise these until um, the masses stop questioning what's going on with Bidenomics, right? What we're really telling here are the numbers that will get revised down from here in the future. Initial stats are recently getting revised down later. This is how Bidenomics seems to work these days. Every chance they get, they will lie to your face with the numbers and then behind the ba behind your back, tell you the truth. They'll lie to your face with the numbers and then behind your back, tell you the truth. That's weird behavior. But in any case, employment is basically holding this market together. Any softening of labor conditions is no good. You know what else is no good? The fact that I just still have not understood how the YouTube algorithm works. It keeps telling me that you're going to love one of these two videos. So click one of these to watch more. And thank you for tuning in today's Outlier Live. We'll see you on the next episode. <laughs>